tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a special... Halloween y version of the Ultimate Fighter After Buzz TV. You said weenie. You <laughs> <laughs> said weenie. I am Daria Baronado, and I'm here with my spooky guest, Miss Alexis Torres, Hello. and Mr. J. Tan. Hello, one and all. What's up? What's up? Just the same old usual. You can pick your nose, you can pick your <laughs> friends, you can't pick your friend's nose, Alexis. But, oh. We've gone over that before, but. and it's not translating well into <laughs> iTunes either, so. Yeah. Uh, those of you on iTunes listening, we are festive for the holiday. Uh, we are wearing luchador masks. Yep. And Just Jay's to. is awesome. Yeah, you can't even <laughs> so, see at all. You, you, you gotta go watch this on YouTube when it, when it gets posted. Say, yeah. The stuff that we bring gets YouTube hits. For yes. Sure. Yes. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah, so for everyone that can't see or that can but not familiar, Ms., uh, the devil, her, uh, the Jersey Devil is rocking uh, Ultimo Dragon, a nice purple Ultimo Dragon mask that I got from uh, the Tokyo Dome in Japan uh, like in 98. This isn't mine? No, this is a, that's not yours to keep. Oh, I thought I got this. I was in Tokyo in 1988. You were in Tokyo in 1998? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Miss Alexis Davis somehow has been able to fit her glasses into the I Felino, so the authentic Felino mask, which proud I, th- of myself. I think was a gift to me. I don't remember. But really? It's so cool. It then, is the most comfortable thing yeah, I've ever had. And I'm rocking right my prized possession, the black Jushin Thunder Liger. It's Wait. pretty creepy, Jay. It's really creepy. You ought to see this guy in action. Really? Guys, that's your homework. A little bit of pro wrestling <laughs> this time. Uh, go look up Jushin Thunder Liger, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Your heads will be blown wide open. Wow. Yeah, so there's that. There is that. <laughs> okay, uh, this week, it was episode six of The Ultimate Fighter. It was Ashley Daly versus Angela Magana. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go out and say this was the best fight we've seen thus far on the show. Mm-hmm. Another uh, three-rounder. Yeah. It was a three-rounder, but it ended in uh, TKO, Ashley Daly pulling the win. Mm-hmm. She in was really three. excited about this win because her four... Irish, you know, teammates and friends back home mm-hmm. were winning the same night uh, on that UFC card, that Ireland UFC card back, uh, mm. I don't know what so month it was. Uh, spring or summertime. I've honestly right. lost track as well. Um, Conor yeah. McGregor was on it, though. Yeah. Conor, Catal, Pendred from the previous version of, or the previous season of Tough. Right. Uh, let's see, uh, Gunnar Nelson mm-hmm. had a match, and also uh, Patty the Hooligan O'Hoolahan. Yeah, he made a little shout-out to her at the right. end, which I thought oh, was adorable. I so, I, I think in general, this was one of the uh, one of the better episodes of the whole season. Mm-hmm. I agree. Of, of Tough. Not specifically just, well, the match itself. And the match is always a strong factor in whether the show, the, the episode stands out or not. And this one, it did indeed. Right. 
But this was also one of the times when we really got a lot of good meat and potatoes, shall we say, behind the mm-hmm. characters, behind the fighters, and got to know them much better. I agree. Some episodes, they just kind of gloss over, uh, you know, whoever the person is. Maybe there's not much to work with, or for whatever editorial reasons they decide, and you, you only get so much. Um, or there is drama and, and silliness in the house, you know, but usually doesn't... Uh, doesn't build up to the same extent that you're talking about, like a Lieben Kostjak, you know, from the early years. Right, when it was right. Total insanity. This time, though, we got to know the fighters and we got to know them quite well because they had some meaty. You know what? I'll say Angela Bagania obviously had some some pretty meaty backstory, you know. Um, and then Ash Ashling, just as uh, much like we said with, with JoJo uh, Calderwood when we got to know her, you know, earlier in the season. Uh-huh. She's just got this charm, and maybe it's all in the accent. Maybe we're American suckers for a, a <laughs> Irish or a Scottish accent, but um, you know, she's uh, she was a sweetheart that we wanted to know, and we got to see her. We got to know the uh, was it the um, the downside, what she's fighting personally, mm-hmm. you know, psychologically. Right. Um, but then also got to see her in her moment as she did watch, uh, as, as they all watched that fight night from uh, from Dublin. Yeah, and the- she was just giddy, almost I literally like schoolgirl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was really excited. There, yeah. there was a good mix of, you know, those personal emotional moments behind mm-hmm. the fighter story, but there was also, like you said, those those happy moments where we got yeah. to know their personality as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good pull between getting to know the fighter and also empathizing with them and you know wanting to root for them, giving mm-hmm. us something to root for. Yeah. Um, they also, you know, got a little personal into um, Angela Hills. Magania's. Uh, Magania's yeah. personal life. Saying yeah, that she, she grew up yeah. pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was... It, it, it was good in the sense that it gave us like where she came from. It let us know where she came from. Mm-hmm. Um, we often see in the episode she has like a... We were saying she's kind of short-tempered. She, you know, mm-hmm. like a no-bullshit attitude. She doesn't yeah. have, yeah. you know, the she tolerance. She doesn't suffer fools as, as, at all. Right, As yeah. we've seen with uh, her dealing with uh, Heather Clark throughout the series. Right. Yeah, that came out a yeah. lot in most of her interview that I've noticed. I just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she might come across as, you know, tough, maybe a little arrogant at times because mm-hmm. she just, mm-hmm. you know, she just doesn't care. But I think seeing some of her story, I think it made us think, okay, that's probably why she's like that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? She's been through a lot. And, yeah. you know, the girl, she just doesn't have tolerance for this, you know, petty drama bullshit. Yeah, I think that's a really fair point. I didn't think about it till till you mentioned that. But right. it, it does make sense. When you go through all that kind of trash, you don't want to deal with chicks, uh, yeah. you know, playing, playing mind games or right. psychological games, whether intentional or not. You know, no reflection on Heather. But... I can understand how she, like like I said, she doesn't suffer fools uh, easily there. Mm-hmm. Right, well said. Yeah, she just yeah. doesn't have the, the yeah. patience for it. But let's, I mean, we should talk a little bit about Angela's background. We, uh, you know, we've alluded to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly, uh, I don't know where she was born and raised, but in on the show she mentioned uh, she she's... Yeah, yeah. She called herself a heroin baby. Both of her parents were addicted to heroin wow. and that... Mm-hmm. You know, I guess she grew up seeing them do that stuff and, um, you know, mentioned her mom turning tricks for money. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's wow. that's some of the heaviest stuff I've ever heard yeah, any fighter show. talk about. Yeah, you know, that on is, or off camera. that's that's heavy. That's deep. Isn't she the one that lives in Thailand now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I, maybe, uh, you know, 
wherever she was born and raised, she clearly doesn't want to be there. I think Thailand is kind of like her escape. Mm-hmm. The, uh, when they showed in the beginning um, her house or her, you know, her setup, yeah. wherever she lived, it looked very peaceful. It, you know, it yeah. looked very quiet. Um, I'm sure it's quiet, you know, more quiet than a lot yeah. of cities around here. So I'm sure that's a nice relaxation for her. And she probably doesn't have much family out there, yeah. if any. Mm-mm. And yeah. she, you know, in, in the same breath that we talk about her, her confidence and, and short temper, there was a segment there where she talks about the mind, body, and spirit and having a, a philosophy or, or conviction that, you know, all of them have to be in some kind of synergy, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of an interesting uh you know, juxtaposition to this short temper and no bullshit uh, tolerance. Right. That she's going to take the time to uh, to reflect and get herself mentally at peace, you know, at, at whatever point in the day. Um, which, you know, I, I mean, you, you don't see that too much from people that just have, just don't put up with anybody's crap, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think Very she has another, light. more layers to her than, than we, mm-hmm. you know, than we see, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think she's one of those people that uh, it just has a different understanding on life. I think she has had moments in her life where she's probably had to have dug deep. And, yeah. you know, I think that's uh, made her a deeper person in, in essence. And, you know, she has to find her zen, you know, once a day or whatever she does to mm-hmm. calm herself down. And it works for her. So, you know, good for Angela Magana. Yeah. And she fought a tough fight. Yeah, she yeah. did. It was a really good fight. Um, the first round, Angela Magana. Uh, had Ashley Daling's back, and they were on the ground for quite some time, mm-hmm. the majority of the round. And she was transitioning well. She had a rear naked choke attempt. It was fighting for the rear naked choke, fighting for the rear naked choke. Constant movement. Mm-hmm. She was even uh, throwing punches as well. And at one point, it looked to me as if she was transitioning, attempting to transition to like a belly down arm bar mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And the referee stood them up. Yeah. What did you guys think about that? Early, uh, not early. That was, uh, I think, <clears throat> I saw one forty-one left on the clock. So that's yeah, about was, the three and a half mm-hmm, minute mark. Right. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was a strange stand-up. Um, there was clearly a dominant position. Um, hooks were in. Yeah, yeah, hooks were in. Angela had her had her hooks in and had her back, and and Ash was. If I remember correctly, the, the position was kind of Ash was on her feet, Angela was on her back, and Ash was about to almost. She had her in position to kind of drag her off, drag Angela or shove Angela off of her back. Yeah. You know, dump her on her head. Right, right. Without impact. Right. Um, So clearly there was action going on there, or at least positioning. Mm -hmm. They were up against the cage, didn't have a lot of room. um, But, and you could see from our angle, which was, you know, a little bit behind referee Chris, uh, Chris Tyone's Mm -hmm. position, that Angela was going for something. And, um, you know, it was. I thought it was an unfortunate stand-up. I don't think it should have. Uh, uh, it was the right call. I think there was action going on there, even though it wasn't active moving bodies. There was definitely positioning and and a fight going on. And they, it's not like they were stuck there with nowhere to go. Right. Just by gravity, yeah. uh, Ash had the possibility of just backing out and uh, and dumping Angela on her head. So. Um, you know, I, I think it was an unfortunate moment there. I think so too. I don't know that it would have ended. It was gone to an, a finish, though. I mean, they weren't even in that position for that long. Right. Like I felt like that he interrupted it pretty quickly. Yeah, know? he interrupted it. It seemed like as soon as um, Ashley Daly was getting close to being dumped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or vice Magana. versa. Yeah. yeah. Dumping Magana. Yeah. And I was like, this is a pivotal moment mm-hmm. in the back in the back fighting game. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Um, I don't like referees standing people up 
too often. If they are going to stand them up, it's usually in a case where it's like a wrestler that's constantly wrestling the striker mm-hmm. to the ground and yeah. just holding them there. Which, yeah. in that case, stand them up. Make them fight, of course. Yeah. But here, I really, I have to say I disagree with the referee's decision. I d- really didn't agree with it. Um, yeah. I thought there was a lot that was going to happen in the next 20 seconds. I thought it was, a, like I said, a really pivotal moment. Mm-hmm. And I think he interrupted it. Um, do I think she was going to get the finish there, Angela Magana? No. I mean, they, they kind of blamed it on that in the locker room after the fight because, you know, Ashley Daly ended up winning. And, you know, well, he pulled me off her back. You know, I don't, I don't know if it would have ended there. Who knows? It's, yeah. not, it's not, you know, my spot to say. But, uh, yeah, I disagree with it. But we will go into the second round. Yeah. Ashley Daly comes back a little bit. Yeah, and Angela had that that round yeah. uh, in the bag. Definitively, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was just a matter of if she was going to get the finish, and mm-hmm. he interrupted it. Yeah. But we don't know. Yeah. So in the second round, though, um, Ash uh, Angela shot in and and uh, for a takedown early on, and Ashley mm-hmm. had a fantastic sprawl there. Oh, God, that was so good. it really well. Really, really good. Did she have a wrestling background? Or well, she mentioned jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu, yeah. 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 It was up. beautiful. Wrestling's not huge in uh, in Ireland. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. So, um, you know, she was, uh, I thought she was a bit more aggressive when she was able to keep keep the fight. Ashley was able to keep the fight uh, standing. She was mm. a bit more aggressive. We saw a lot more striking from both of them, actually. Yeah. Ashley yeah. was aggressive, uh, just didn't throw in bombs, you know, left and right mm-hmm. at Angela. Angela landed uh, quite a few as well. It was pretty close. Right. Um, I think Ashley uh, threw in some knees in there from mm-hmm. the clinch as mm-hmm. well. Yep. She's an interesting style. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I was noticing that. Like, I even mean, just from, like, her stand-up, you know. Like, her punches are straight, and she moves well. Yeah. Uh, not to, you know, critique her technique, but... She kind of throws like these haymakers. They always look like yeah, overhands. That's what I was thinking. I thought mm-hmm. that it was just me noticing mm-hmm. that, but I mean, she was landing them. Yeah, they, I mean, you look at guys like Chuck Liddell and yeah. Diego Sanchez. They don't throw, you yeah. know, straight punches straight all punches. the time, and, and they definitely <laughs> land. So, yeah. yeah, it works for her. Whatever she is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she took over in the in the second round there mm-hmm. for sure, uh-huh. yeah. and uh, ended up. Uh, taking Angela's back, Ashley took Angela's back, uh-huh. um, and uh, you know kept her in uh, kept top position there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she had uh, did she threaten with a rear naked choke? Yeah, she yes, had the she same did. position that mm-hmm. that Angela had on her the first round. Mm-hmm. It was the exact same position, fighting for the rear naked, couldn't get it, couldn't get it, couldn't get it. Um, had, she... had the cross face for for a minute or so, uh, yeah. for a couple seconds, and um, just couldn't finish it. But yeah, yeah. Fi- it was so funny because the first round was all Angela. The second round was all Ashley. Yeah. So it was, you know, it, it really came down to that third, third round. round. There was no doubt in our minds when we were watching it. We were all like, oh, it's going to the third round, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and from there, Ashley, uh, let's see. She got uh, Angela to the ground, mm-hmm. flattened her out, and oh, it was just so ground and pound city for, for a while there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had those hooks in. She flattened her right, right out. out. It, being in a position like that in jujitsu is scary when you're rolling, let alone MMA. Because when you're flattened out like that, you're helpless. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to fight that back position when she has you on the ground like that. And it's also uncomfortable for your back as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're uncomfortable, you're not defensive, you can't really do much of anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh kudos to her for getting her like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it seemed that they, they talked a bit about Angela uh losing uh losing steam and, and gas towards the uh the second and the third uh third rounds there. Right. Um, I heard Coach Pettis say to Ashley Daly between uh, between the second and the third, um, 
you're, you're fresh. She's not. Yeah. She's done. She's done. She's done. And that's evidently what the round turned out to be. It looked like Angela Magana was a little tired. Um, I couldn't tell. If she, it was hard to tell if she was gassed or if she was just, you know, like you said, losing steam. I don't know what it was. But um, she definitely didn't come out as strong as she did in rounds one and two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ashley Daly ended up finishing her. on the. How did she get her to the ground? I don't recall. I don't remember. Um, I want to say, uh, let's see. <laughs> My notes say she got her to the ground. So <laughs> that That's good enough. Because I, 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 I know she had like a suplex hold on her. Right. And I think I she... I think it was a spin off of the cage. Oh, yeah. If I remember okay. correctly. Yeah, something like that. But she got her down. Yeah. Uh, and she TKO'd her. Uh, Angela Magana's face was up against the cage for quite some time. And mm-hmm. it looked like it was over. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, we saw the scratches all over her face. Yeah. I said, someone has to cut cut their nails, and you mentioned that it was like, probably from the cage. No, like, literally, like, that last shot that the, the cameraman had was literally her arms completely crossed, and her mm-hmm. face was just up on the cage right. the whole time. And I was like, oh, she's in a bad position. And I think you even mentioned that, too, that you're, like, you're in a bad position, girl. You yeah, no, it was definitely a bad position. Yeah. No one likes to be up against the cage, let alone their face up against the cage yeah. when you're on the ground that like that. That was brutal. Yeah. And she had her her one arm trapped, yeah, and was punching her in the face. That's also horrible. It's like you know, it's she like had a, no way to move. It's like all. a crucifix. You have you know no defense. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. other the other hand can't do much of anything when your yep. one arm's trapped around your neck. You know what I mean? She could have even gotten the darts from there, or maybe you know an arm triangle. Yeah, yeah. Various points of danger. <laughs> yes, but it finished via TKO. Mm-hmm. And so I was not happy about that. Next week, I'm excited for this fight. We have Rose Namajunas versus Alexis Ch- Alex Chambers. Yeah. Uh, I think this may be the first win for Team Melendez. I'm mm-hmm. going to go out there and I'm going to say it. What, uh, what's, make, what's leading you to that decision, you think? Obvious things. Rose Namajunas is a bad bitch. I think she looks <laughs> like... <laughs> um, just the, the face-off itself sold me. But no, I, I was sold on Rose way before that. Um, I think that Rose is... Probably mentally the toughest out of all the girls in the house. Mm-hmm. Wasn't she the one that you wanted to like win it all? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I had my my well besides my Tisha Torres, yeah, of course. which is back in the game, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could still be right on my first pick. Yes, you can. Let's see, but um, no, but Rose has definitely been one of my favorites since the beginning. Yeah. Um, she has this attitude, and people might take it wrong. I'm not going to lie. I don't know yet. She hasn't really unfolded her character too much on the show. Mm-hmm. People might take it, you know, cocky or can see. I just think she has this natural confidence about her that I genuinely believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much like Angela. Yeah. 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 Like Angela. Like she's just, you know, she's confident. I mean, you can say what you want about her, but she knows she's going to win. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be hard to defeat that. I always talk about um, fighting being, you know, 80% mental, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really about who goes into the cage knowing they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I shouldn't say especially with females, with everybody. But um, I think it's an intimidation factor. I think, you know, her her strong demeanor is really going to, you know, be hard on her opponents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's ranked number seven over... Mm-hmm. Um, I can barely see this day. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Chambers is, is ranked number 10. Um, right. Rose uh, trained previously with, uh, actually with Team Pettis mm-hmm. at Rufus Sport in Milwaukee. Um, she's the fiance to kickboxer Pat Berry, who's right. fought in the UFC for quite a bit. Um, 
black belt, uh, taekwondo black belt since age nine, kickboxing throughout high school. Um, wow. And, uh, and, and also was on the high school wrestling team her senior what? year. So, what? Yeah. Girl, Talk about a martial artist yeah, from the start. Geez. Right? Yeah. No, she, she comes in with some experience. Um, conversely, let me, uh, check it. Um, Alex, Alex is from, uh, one of the two from Australia. Um, right. the other being, uh, Beck Rawlings. Um, that's right. Comes in, uh, let's see. Um, karate background as well. She's a blue belt in, in BJJ. So both of them have some, uh, grappling right. coming yeah. into this match. Correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the fights we've seen on the show thus far have, have gone to the ground. Yes. Right? They, I have, we haven't seen, like, you know, a Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner, stand in square and bite mm-hmm. down on the mouth guard mm-hmm. fight yet. Right. So yeah. I'm hoping that this, this will is be the it. one. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know how much I love love, love me some strikers. <laughs> what do you think, Jay? Um, think they're going to stand and, and go for it, or do you think it's going to end up on the ground? Or a little mixed think, bag? Yeah, it's, it's a mixed <laughs> bag. Uh I think that they, uh, when you see, when you have two, two high level grapplers, a lot of times they'll stand up. Right. Uh, Just because neither one of them wants to face that mm-hmm. grappling game that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, it ends up, the grappling game ends up, uh, uh, even, or evening itself out, um, negating itself out. Right. Um, but the both of them also have, uh, have the striking, uh, striking pedigree, uh, to each other. So, remains to be seen. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I want to see that one unfold and just take it as it will. Right. Um, so, we'll see. I'm excited. What do you think, Lexus? Who do you think is uh, going to win? Who do you got? I don't know. I mean, I'm my bet's on Rose because I've seen her fight before. And I, I I knew, like, right off the bat when they when they announced her that I think this was going to be the end for Team Pettis, at least just for this round. I don't know how they're going to do after. But right. I am hoping, like, like you said, I'm hoping for a stand-up fight. I've kind of been wanting it. Like since the beginning, right? And um, and I don't mind it being on the ground. I just I don't know. I personally want to see a really good stand up fight. Yeah, just to just mix it up, you know. Yeah. We like to see a little bit of everything here. Um, we have some some changes in in MMA news recently. They announced that yeah. Rousey and Cat and Weidman versus Vitor Belfort is moved to February twenty eighth. A little bit of shifting, yeah. But and, it's in Los Angeles. And we benefit from that. That's yes, right. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Are you planning on going, Jay? I would love to. Yeah, let's uh, let's see what we can do for that. Early, I, I think we should definitely enough. make should a plan to go. Cover that as much as possible. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, Weidman, Vitor Belfort. Wow. That's a matchup. What do you think? Chris has got to get tired of... Uh, I mean, this, this is something we were expected to see... Uh, in a month or two, right? In early yeah. December, and then that got moved. Right. Um, you know, the, uh, the injuries, the injuries <clears throat> bug that the UFC is facing, you know, throughout this year continues to plague and shift around cards. So, um, you know, so now that gets, uh, it gets bumped back a little bit more. Um, I, I, I would put my money on, on Weidman, I think, is the conventional, uh, wisdom. Um, this, I believe this will be, uh, Vitor's first fight back off of, uh, off of TRT. Yeah, it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, Weidman has faced, you know, has faced the top, uh, you know, the top guys, certainly the, some of the top Brazilians right now in, uh, Machida and Anderson Silva. Definitely. Um, and I don't think that Vitor will bring anything more that Chris hasn't seen in those previous three fights, fighting Machida and Silva. Right. I think this is almost like a, 
not a standby fight, but he's like you said, he's definitely faced better in in this aspect of the sport. Like mm-hmm. he's gone against two top level Brazilians, one who you know was unbeaten until him. So well, not unbeaten, unbeaten in the octagon, as mm-hmm. Joe Rogan says. Um, I recently went back and watched that fight, the Anderson Silva, mm-hmm. um, Chris Weidman fight. The first or the second both. one? Both. Yeah. Yeah, I needed to see both. I saw the first one. I, I remember seeing both of them fairly recently, but I wanted to go back, um, him having this fight coming up. And the first one, the people had controversy about. They, mm-hmm. you, they didn't know if it was a clear win. I thought it was. Yeah, I, I think Anderson's antics caught up with him, in, right? Uh, um, in, in fooling, fooling around during the match and stuff like that. You know, when when you're at the top of top of the heap, um, you know you're you're looking for other uh, other challenges. And Anderson's been known to do that, to fool around in the middle of the match. Which I don't like him very much. I, don't like him very much. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say that because I think he's a great fighter. I just don't like right. someone who's like. So overly cocky that he has to sit there and like kind of fool around in the mat. Like, in the well, I think like, I think this off. is Anderson Silva's thing, and yeah, this which, is what uh, I think he has been at the top so long. Yeah. He was, I think, for six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. I mean, he felt you get that feeling of it, inevitability, yeah. and you you just feel like there's no yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think that you that's, just feel like there's nothing that can stop you, and you know, I think also he's selling his tickets and he's playing yeah. his games. Um, but that's why I'm most excited for Anderson Silva versus Nick Diaz because oh, these are yeah. two guys that taunt their opponents. Mm-hmm. In one case, I mean, I don't even, know. I can't even imagine. I just picture one guy with his hands on his hips and the other guy with his arms crossed, and it just being just like, like <laughs> the the craziest, most dramatized fight I've ever seen. Uh, what do you think, Jay? For sure, that's going to be uh, you know the the one benefit to all you know if there's a silver lining to all these injuries and right. 2014 being a tough, uh, pardon the pun, uh, yeah, se- tough year for the <laughs> UFC is that you've got some really fun guys are going to come back strong next year uh, and hopefully stay injury free and you've got some really exciting uh, super matches going on there mm-hmm. Anderson and Nick is, mm-hmm. is certainly at the top of the uh, top of that list there um, you know Wideman Belfort will be a strong co- competitive match Singano versus Rousey is I think what over a year in the making now. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so we're finally realizing that, and the UFC will be off to a really good start early next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, you know, we we get to benefit from it. Those of us in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, February twenty eighth. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait! I'm going to look at tickets when I get home. Yeah. Um, Ra- Rousey's and Ghana, like you said, has been long awaited. So mm-hmm. that's going to be exciting. We also have uh, Benson Henderson versus Eddie Alvarez. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an exciting one. I I love Benson Henderson. Where was that? Has that been announced the location? I, I don't know. I don't have the location here. Right. Um. I just saw it. Also, we have OSP in yeah, for this coming weekend. Jimmy Manoa. Yeah. Jimmy Manoa injured, broke his foot apparently, mm-hmm. and uh, will be. Well, we've got a double shot coming. Is it? No, not. I'm sorry, not this weekend. Next weekend, actually. The following weekend. Is this it? Is, okay. This Halloween weekend. Yeah, so there's, the 8th. yeah there's nothing. This November weekend. 8th, we'll be covering the double shot between, uh, well, now it's OSP versus Shogun uh-huh. from mm-hmm. Australia. I'm sorry, not Australia, Brazil. And then uh, Luke Rockhold and Mike Bisping. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. People yeah. Have been, I feel like uh, MMA fans have been asking for that one for quite some time now. 
Yeah. I know George Hermosa has been. <laughs> he was so excited. Both guys have, have been building that, that one up. There's quite a lot of bad bad blood between the two of them, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll take place next weekend in Australia, and uh, and so we'll be covering that one. So, yeah, we're about to get underway on the several uh, several weeks of some strong matches here. Mm-hmm. We're about to get underway down under. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> um Going back to the Ultimate Fighter, though, as Jay always says, bringing it back to bacon. Hmm. Um, I'm excited to see Beck Rawlings fight. Yeah. I mean, it's you boat. have Beck Rawlings versus Tisha Torres, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tisha Torres, uh, you know, very well-known striker. Amazing. You know, she's known for axe kicks and, you know, just crazy Taekwondo-style kickboxing Muay Thai stand-up mm-hmm. against Beck Rawlings, who is ferocious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember her from her, she filled in for a fight against Carla Sparza for the championship the Invicta in Invicta, yeah. strawway championship, mm-hmm. um, on a couple days notice. I think we talked about that before and she held her own. I mean, she right. by no means got beat up by the number one seed, Carla Sparza, which, mm-hmm. you know, would have been expected to be, you know, a wiping of the slate, but mm-hmm. she held her own and. Um, the one thing I noticed about her is that she's tough as nails. Mm-hmm. She's one of those girls that you hit and she doesn't back up. She doesn't yeah. blank. She doesn't parry. She just stands there and takes it. And I love fighters like that because it's so hard to gauge when they're hurt and when they're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She took advantage of the opportunity in that match against Esparza. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I guess the question becomes... Uh, does she hit on the right day in in this next match? Right. For Tisha Torres, it's, you know, in a lot of ways for Tisha, uh, this second opportunity is uh, <laughs> is similar in some ways as Beck's opportunity against Carla. Beck had the opportunity. She jumped at it and right. made the most of it. All right. This one, Tisha has lost already. She's mm-hmm. learned from her mistakes. Mm-hmm. She has a second shot. She, re- she should realize, I would think, that, you know what an opportunity this shot is to be able to come in and fight for a second time, stay in the tournament. You Absolutely. Know? And yeah. so you know, perhaps she uh, she makes the most of that. Um, with Beck, she's been building up to her fight, and, and there was the uh, and there was the opponent switch um, when uh, Justine Keish had to mm-hmm. had to pull out. Uh-huh. Um, so does that play a factor? And again, keep in mind this is. Uh, you know, this is a six-week shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, Beck had been focused on one person and the switch. Um, right. You know, does that does that pay, play a factor for Beck? It, you know what? It could, Jay. Sometimes uh, I've heard fighters say that they prefer that mm-hmm. because some people overthink it so much. You know, they study their opponents so much that they go in there thinking. And I, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think it's ever good to go into a fight thinking, mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds. Um, you know, it's something we practice day in and day out, and it's something that, you know, should be muscle memory by the time we get in there. Of course, there's thinking involved and, you know, reacting. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it should be just that, reacting. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes when there's a last-minute, you know, opponent switch, you, you kind of just go in there and you're like, well, now I just got to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can't be worried about, you know, the fact that she's a wrestler and I should be working on my wrestling. It's, mm-hmm. You know, the fight's tomorrow or, you know, a week yeah. from today or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So it could work out in her benefit. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, either way, Beck Rollins is always game. I don't think mm-hmm. um, she's one of those people that's like, oh my god, it's Tisha Torres now. I, I don't think she's intimidated by that. I mm-hmm. think she's she's game she's for it. Probably. If anything, excited yeah. for the opportunity. She's a high higher seed. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know one thing I'm I'm curious about regarding the season. We're at the halfway point. Yes, we um, are. And we talked about who we thought were going to be the breakout stars from the show. 
um, when when the season first started. Mm-hmm. Where do you think we are now? Who do you think has been? Ooh. Because I feel like we haven't seen. Uh, We've not seen much from JoJo Calderwood at mm-hmm. all since her one episode. Right. Uh, Rose has been playing the back a lot. You know, we have she hasn't stood out as much as, or at least gotten as much TV time as we. I expected, think that's going to change. You know. Yeah. I think that's going to change. I um I don't know why I have this feeling that Rose has so much in her, mm-hmm. and I and I feel like she's kind of just maybe, maybe holding back right now, not intentionally. Just is it her? But it's the editors making the decision on who they uh, showcase there. You know, who yeah. speaks? No. I, maybe, I don't know. I, I just see Rose winning this mm-hmm. and then her character building. I don't know why. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but I just think that she's going to get this win and I, I don't, I think she's going to take the reins a little bit. I see her going all the way. Mm-hmm. And, and with that, you know, if she, you know, if she does go all the way or whatever, I, I, I see her character building with that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe her confidence will grow even more and, you know, she'll, she'll start opening up, you know, verbally more and, you know, ta- starting more crap. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I th- I see her character building. I don't know why. I just feel like the seeds planted, like we were talking about, um, you know, the uh, Fleece Herrig and all them and the mm-hmm. Heather Joe Clark thing and the Angela Magana getting pissed at Heather. It, it was planted in the beginning. Nothing really to play off of, though. We didn't yeah. see much action. Right. But you, you called it from the get-go. You were like, it, you know, it'll grow. And it did. It yeah. turned into, you know, this long feud that we're still talking about on episode six. Mm-hmm. So you think Rose goes to the finals? I do. I see Rose going. Tisha, do you think? Mm. Carla? Carla. Carla. Rose yeah. and Carla. I, I see Rose and Carla being the finale. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who's going to win. Oh, that'll be a good fight. <laughs> Two girls with, you know, wrestling backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose might have it on the feet. Um,. But there's, you know, sometimes when you go against a wrestler, you don't have time for feet when, you know, they're so quick to take you down, which I think Carla's one of those. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be a good fight. I would like to, I think that you're a matchmaker. Would that be a good matchup in your opinion? Uh, I think it's good because the two of them are personalities. And, That's uh, true. You know, they're right. fun to, uh, do you F- think Car- do you think Carla's a personality on the show oh, yet? Yeah. yeah, absolutely is. Yeah, do yeah. you think she's going to develop more? Because we don't really see too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think she'll come out, I think she has come out of her shell. She's very busy on uh, social media. Um, right. But I think that, uh, um, I think it will also, she'll, her star will shine more after the show. Right. Regardless of what happens. Okay. Um, she'll okay. be one of the ones uh, in the limelight and, um, you know, Felice to a certain extent as well, I think. Um, but. Yeah, I can see the UFC pushing uh, pushing Carla quite a bit. Okay. Um, who do you think... Now, we talked about in the beginning. I don't recall who you said, but who do you think the show is has been positioned around building so far? Like, who do you see is being pushed editorially? Hmm. Because they... I mean, you see Heather, but then, she, you know, she has well, the injury, and she lost. Right. Yeah. Her, Heather is almost like the anti-hero. Right, right. Um, what do you call it in wrestling? The heel and the... Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't put her into a heel category, although I think the fans will make her a heel. I mm-hmm. think the fans may right. t- take to booing her, unfortunately, whether right. it's deserved or not. Um, but uh, in some ways, Carla, Felice, I think the... Yeah, I was I think, my vote would have been Felice. Yeah, I think people realize that Felice is going to make... Uh, she sells herself. So right. it's just a matter of giving her camera time, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and making sure she puts on a good fight. 
just yeah. to, just mm-hmm. to, just to go coincide with the you know the great personality. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think the fights. If if we're we're breaking down girls by their biggest merits to what makes them a star, mm-hmm. um, JoJo and uh, perhaps Ash as well. Those are the two that are gonna um, where their matches will speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, as, as opposed to as opposed to them being you know the loud, gregarious, and engaging. Gotcha. Yeah. I think the accent will get them over. You know, right. Yeah. Well, you, well, that's a great point. I like that you said that. You can't have. You have to have one or the other. You have to have the amazing skills that speak for you. Mm-hmm. Or the amazing personalities that, you know, might suffice for some of the skills that you lack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that you can't have both. We definitely have double threats on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly triple threats in the game. But I think you definitely need to have one or the other. Or you want to be on the Ultimate Fighter. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, it's building the stars. It's so weird, though. The dynamic that I'm seeing. Imagine these girls in a couple months when there is a title holder. And now all the same girls with an additional three that weren't on the show mm-hmm. competing for that belt. That is so crazy to me. In a good way. I mean, you now have... Okay, we all just lived in a house together for, you know, over a month. Mm-hmm. You won, but I'm going to come right back and get that belt. How yeah. do you think that's going to work? How do you think... Do you think Dana White's going to give, you know, the three girls that weren't in the house the shot? Like, how do you think it's going to move up and down in the ranks? Um, I think it'll play out most likely from... Uh, how it worked on the show? Yeah, how yeah. it works on the right. show. You go backwards, but obviously you don't do an immediate rematch between whoever lose, whoever doesn't win the title in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, that person, in some ways, would be the number one contender. Right. But at the same time, you don't go and make that match right away. You right. Know? You, of course, you have you know someone else chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, you know that will uh, we will see some rematches. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, okay. we we're seeing. We, ironically, we've only seen one rematch in this whole uh, 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 this this whole season so far. So was far, yeah. Was it two? I think it was two, wasn't it? What was the was other one the other besides one? Felice and Heather? It was Felice and Heather, and wasn't it uh, not Jessica? Um, the one that we we were all voting that was like the bloodiest one. That wasn't Felice and Heather. That was somebody else. I can't remember who that was. Um, not Randa. JoJo and Emily Kagan? Mm-mm. No? Uh, I can't oh, um, Jessica Penne and Lisa Ellis. That was a first-round finish. Uh, was that a rematch? I thought that's what they said, didn't they? No? I might be... I, could, might be yeah, I, I think, I think, think that. I think you yeah. might be right. I think I, that could have been a rematch. Let me scratch. I would have to check. Yeah, I'm having like, a hard time because <laughs> yeah. I'm like... Jay, let I'm me like, say. These lo- they might be pretty. Do you guys think they're pretty... <laughs> let, let us know on YouTube and, and iTunes. Um, but they are itchy. They're itchy. Yeah. My glasses are fogging up. It's like the worst. Right it was now. a good idea at the time. You think you guys got it bad? I've got, <laughs> yeah. I've got netting and I can't take a drink of water. When you try to take a drink of water, I like dropped yeah. everything. I was and like, you sound like uh, not Darth, kind of like Darth Vader. You sound like you're like you're talking do I, through. Do yeah. I have a uh, yeah. yeah? Yeah, you have like muffle. a little like muffle there. Muffle. Right. Uh-huh. Oh well. Scary. Oh my god! But, but it's very Halloweeny. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see all of them go into the UFC. I'm going to say this: um, the first couple seasons of The Ultimate Fighter were my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though there would be times where the camera was just sitting in the house yeah. while the guys were hanging around. You know, I, do you remember they were bored a lot? Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. nothing to do. They couldn't have TV. They couldn't have cell phones. Um, it was just so real to me. It seemed very, like very real, like the guys dealing with the fact that they're living in the same house as mm-hmm. the guy they're fighting. Um, that being said, 
I think the 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 cooler aspect of this season, mm-hmm. opposed to the rest, is the aftermath. Yeah. The way that it's set up to, to establish, you know, the strawweight division. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't so. Mu- I'm going to say I don't so much like the way that the house is set up, though. I think. What do you mean? Like they don't show us much in the house. It's each episode consists of a little story here, a little story there, yeah, a little drama here, a little oh, drama yeah. there, and a lot of interviews in, yeah. the, in the interviews, the black room. Yeah. a little bit of training. The old one, I would watch an episode, I would see. What they were doing in training, specifically, like you would see, oh, that guy just did ten burpees, or you know, whatever it yeah. was, yeah. which was interesting though, because you were like, you got to see Chuck Liddell's style mm-hmm. of training That's or right. Randy Couture's style of training, which, you know, us as MMA fans have idolized them for mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. So seeing how they train, or how mm-hmm. they, you know, would train people under them is genius. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. Another thing that we saw that we don't see here is the weight cut. That's true. That's and we don't see weigh-ins. Yeah. We used to see... I mean, that was, like, the biggest drama. I think they showed one. On the first season. Yeah. On the season. I guess I guess they'll only show it on the season if it's a struggle, maybe. You know, yeah. I guess the other ones are boring. They're sitting in Epsom salt baths. But, um, yeah, on the first season, that was, like, the drama. Like, Bobby Southworth, uh, I remember, mm-hmm. couldn't make weight. And they were dragging him in the sauna, locking him in. You yeah. know, um, there's just a lot more drama, I think, in, in, in the first couple seasons. And I think it's because of the way the show was structured. I think mm-hmm. it was more, like... Turn on the cameras, follow them to training, and we'll pick what's good. I've noticed that they don't... I mean, the girls get to watch TV there, at least for... You know, they watched uh, Ultimate Fighter Dublin. Which was awesome. Yeah, fun moment. Um, They let them... They they took them to watch the fights on the first season, too. True, yeah. Uh, Felice has a a camera there, so presumably they're allowed cameras. Oh, that's true. You know? Um, A little bit more creature comforts. Uh, in this season than previously, and I don't know if that right. you know if that was just a decision they decided to go with for the format or what. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's got to be something. I mean, you think about it. You're. I don't know how many hours a day they're training. That's De- true. Definitely a good amount. Four. But, yeah, they can't. Yeah. They can't do more than that. Maybe they're doing two a days. Maybe the, maybe right. a morning yeah, and then four yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. And but the, you know you have all these girls in the house. Nothing's happening. I find that hard to believe. Mm-hmm. I I can I can kind of see. Why it would be boring? Because I feel like certain girls, like they would rather, uh-huh. like just kind of go off in their own yeah, space. You know, yeah, that, that's like it's a really good point. Boring. Like that's the only reason why I think there's not enough drama is that we're in that weird space of like I don't like you. I'm just not going to talk to you. So I'm just going to go find my. But a lot spot. of them do get along. They do. But you think it's just like a casual relationship that they don't want to extend beyond, or maybe maybe they realize that you know after this they're all going to be in the UFC together and they're all eventually going to have to fight each other, yeah. mm-hmm. which was something that we brought off last mm-hmm. week. That if once again if we get Felice Herrig or Carla Sparza in here, mm-hmm. I'm dying to ask them. You know, how do you feel being so close to each other when you know one day you're probably going to have to fight each other? Yeah, because that's the thing for me. You know, the girls. Yeah, like are- I want to see Felice and Carla match up together right just because they're just such because besties. they're such good friends yeah. like can you get past that yeah. and put on you know a good you know bloody fight yeah and it's 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 an interesting dynamic yeah. that's 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 the fight that i want at the very end really yeah Carla, i just, just want to see what they do it i want to see it televised and i want to see how they do in the you house want that for the champion for the for the kind of big bang just a little bit just to see how they handle it like in-house and in ring you know right hey, give it to us now like we're talking about in the near future it could be you know you never yeah. know you never know yeah, I don't see it happening. But no, yeah, I just that's more of a not in the near future. Yeah, no, but future. it'll definitely happen in the UFC eventually. I yeah. mean, especially if you know Carla wins it, like everyone's mm-hmm. saying, Felice will eventually, uh, you know, won her shot at the title. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think it just 
the first couple seasons, how many seasons have been live? Is this the only one? No, this is not live. The only right. one was the very first one on Fox. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the only one that was live. Maybe that's why. Yeah, it's all. It taped. was different. Different, uh, yeah, different format and, and pacing of the show. Right. Um, but in, in what way do you mean that that would be different? How would that affect it? I don't know. Compared to this one, at least. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out, uh, you know, what has changed in the formatting to make it, you know, such a different feel when you watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, it honestly feels like I'm watching two different shows, you know what I mean? Looking back at the old seasons to now. There's the maturity of the fighters as well. Um, again, I always point back to the first one, and although I think the first one, maybe the second one kind of broke the mold after that, where you knew that in the first two seasons, this was a make-or-break career moment for all okay. these guys. In this one, you know, we discussed it before that these girls have UFC contracts. They're going to fight in the UFC afterwards. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, they, the way the sport is, mm-hmm. people come back to the UFC. The UFC yeah. is the creme de la creme. Right. And your chance to get in there is a matter of if they, they need you and are you at the top of your game mm-hmm. and, and they can bring you in. Right. Um, that wasn't the case in 2006. It was a very different world then in terms of MMA. There were uh, competing organizations that were trying to be as big and as permanent as the UFC. Mm-hmm. Most, uh-huh. most all of them fell by the wayside. Um, now, the, with these women uh, or, or anybody else from previous seasons of Tough, they know that even if they don't make it, um, you have to really screw up in order to be permanently banned for life from the UFC. Right. That's very true. Well, I think, yeah, that's a great point. I think the opportunities to get into the UFC now are more prevalent. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, the UFC... there's more matches and more shows. Yeah. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. There's Fight Pass now. Um, you know, sometimes we have two <laughs> two shows a week. Yeah. You adjust that mask. <laughs> um, you know, there's so much more content. So you're right, there is more spots. Whereas... Mm-hmm. And another thing is, imagine the the difference in tension between a house full of guys where one of you is getting that contract and the rest of you are going back to your to your old jobs. You know what I mean? That's probably why it was more exciting. Bartending or whatever you were doing before. You're going back to the old life where one of you Mm. is changing your life forever. Yeah. Not to say the other ones can't make it to the UFC eventually, but, you know, for that moment, it's over. Yeah. Whereas the girls, they all have their UFC contracts. And we keep going back to the same thing, but it's true. I mean, it does. T- I think it does take a little pressure off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Could be. Although I, you still got to fight to keep your well, contract as yeah, a thing. Yeah. Right. Right. And, but, and who's to say, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much they are, but they, they may not be that. Huge con. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's kind of like an interview, right? Mm-hmm. Your first UFC fight. It's like, it's like an interview for a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you do well, they'll keep you. They don't like you, they get rid of you. Yeah. yeah. Um. And with the influx of, of female martial artists, which it, it seems like SoCal or California in general has so many. I mean, you look at the girls on the show. I think there's three that are located in SoCal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jessica Penne, Carla Esparza, and um, 
Who's the third one? Oh, it's uh, uh, just Jessica and, and Carla. Heather it, is from L.A. originally. Okay. Felice, I think we probably associate with because we've talked about her quite a bit and, you know, several appearances in the mm-hmm. area. But it's she's just the two of them? In, yeah, she's based, uh, Felice is based in, in um, she's in like Chicago. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I definitely thought she was from here. Yeah. But you've got a lot, you know, um, AKA up north. I mean, NorCal is a huge bastion for uh, for MMA. Yeah, and you have Dog. I mean, e- even uh, like down in San Diego, SoCal, you have Alliance MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know a lot of big Liz Carmouche is yeah. down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. is, is she with Alliance? Not Alliance, but uh, she's um, down in San Diego. Yeah. Okay. I want to say uh, San Diego Combat Academy, I believe. Okay. Hmm. Trains under Ran- uh, Manny Ramirez, if I remember correctly. I think I our old wrong. our old champ Dominic Cruz is down at Alliance, mm-hmm. uh, along with yeah, the, Alliance. I think Bill Davis. Alliance. Eric Del Fierro runs a runs a great program down there, of right. course. But um, MMA, you know, largely because I mean, heck, let's go all the way back to the Gracies and UFC One. Right. Um, the Gracies are based in SoCal. They were the ones that put the UFC on the map. You know, very good point. Art um, Davy, good friend <laughs> yep. of yours. Art's idea and and the Gracies, you know, partnering with the Gracies. But um, uh-huh. it's always been a, a West Coast sport in a lot of ways because jiu-jitsu was uh, was introduced to the u.s via the gracies and torrents okay mm-hmm. right uh i want to mention one more thing i saw online today i i'm not going to say the website because i don't know and i don't want to uh, get it wrong one of the mma websites that i follow uh put a post up today and it was like ufc changing changing the game so i you know of course i clicked on it and i'm mm-hmm. reading it and it's like ufc changing to same day weigh-ins and it was this whole article mm-hmm. about how you know they're making a uh, a point that they uh, mm-hmm. the commissions and stuff want to change it because of um, specifically uh, what was that um, Olympic fighter that had trouble making weight Henry Henry Cejudo mm-hmm. and um, you know a couple other people Hannah Brow the mm-hmm. champ mm-hmm. in recent history that um, couldn't former make, champ at that point former yeah. champ right they couldn't make weight um, that would change the entire. Dynamic. I mean, you're talking about guys that walk around, you know, say you fight at 170, you're walking around at least 190, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They would have to fight it. It would move the weight classes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's part of a much larger conversation, to be sure. But right. you know, same day weigh-ins are something that has been played with uh, amateur MMA here in California. Does mm-hmm. same day weigh-ins? Uh, there's there's arguments for and against it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's done in uh, it's it's done in amateur wrestling in, in the at the high school level mm-hmm. yep. and college level I believe as well but um, for obvious health reasons yeah, yeah yeah that that's a decision that would happen with the commissions state by state right um, and I, I've seen it talked about o- o- over time uh, yeah. in recent history but uh, it was the first time I've seen it you know headlined recently so I just mm-hmm. thought it was interesting um, that that it came up and I. Had a feeling it would had to do with Hannah Brow and right. you know Henry Cejudo recently. Yeah, I don't think that 